Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Jackie Ulmer. Jackie Ulmer is a direct sales team builder, speaker, and trainer. She's built an international business from home using online methods like blogging, podcasting, and social media while raising her children. She's the author of the popular book, Profit in Your PJs. Women of the world, Miss Jackie Ulmer. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Marie. It's so nice to be here. We are delighted to have you on our show, and I am excited, as I'm sure our listeners as well. Now, Jackie, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who wants to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? Yeah, absolutely. You know, gosh, um, my my quest to to get started in a business. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I had a little bit of an entrepreneurial zest in me my whole life. My my dad had owned his own business. Nothing super fancy. He wasn't a big entrepreneur, but he owned his own air conditioning, heating, and refrigeration business. And that always stuck out to me because he was always there for us as kids. He was there. He he made us breakfast hot breakfast every morning. In fact, I still kind of poo-poo cereal because I, I grew up having these wonderful breakfasts home-cooked by my dad. And he was there at lunch. And, you know, he would come home at lunch like during the summer when we were out of school. And he was always there at, always at, at all of our school activities. So I was really impressed by his ability to kind of call his own shots. So I always had a desire for my own business, but I didn't really know what that meant. Um, got started in, in the travel industry, worked for the airline industry had a fabulous career actually in, in airline sales and marketing. Um, you know, I like to say I traveled around the world and partied for a living, whining and dining travel agents and corporate travelers. Uh, but I married an airline pilot, and when we decided to start a family, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, who's going to be home with the kids? So that's when I really started looking because it's tough to make it on one income, no matter, you know, what your spouse is employed with typically. And I really wanted uh, to keep my foot in the professional world. I enjoyed my career. I enjoyed adult interaction. And while I loved being a parent and, and being at home, I wanted to have the best of both worlds. And I also wanted to contribute to the, to, to the family income. And I wanted to create a lifestyle. You know, I wanted to be able to do amazing trips that didn't rely on just airline benefits and things like that. I, I wanted a lifestyle. So I went looking and that was back in 1992, and that was really before the internet, at least, was in my world. Um, so I went looking to the library. You know, I went to the library and went through the section on home-based businesses and, you know, work-at-home moms, and there wasn't a whole lot out there. And I, I started and dabbled with a little word processing business, and and that was okay. But I, I quickly I quickly figured out that my time 
uh, was very limited by my young infant son. And, uh, you know, it was all predicated on my ability to type and process materials for different people. So, um, you know, everything that I kept researching to really create the kind of income and the kind of flexibility I wanted kept pointing me to direct sales and network marketing. And I have to say I was an, excre- an extreme skeptic. You know, I didn't, it, it wasn't something that was on my radar. I, I knew a little bit about it, not a lot, um, only, only bad things that I had heard. Um, but everything kept pointing me to that. And so I finally decided to put my skepticism aside and educate myself about what it really was and what it would, what, what it would require of me. And once I got into the world of it, I discovered, wow, this is something that really offers me what I want. It offers me total flexibility, no glass ceilings, like literally the ability to, to chart my own course and set my own paycheck. It was all going to be predicated by my efforts didn't matter what my educational background was or, you know, anything like that. It was purely going to be based around my efforts and my willingness to do what needed to be done. And so, you know, I got started. And then six years into my business, I discovered the Internet. And for me, really, the rest is history. I figured if people were going online to look for a restaurant in Buffalo, New York, or how to, you know, cure chicken pox or whatever it was, they surely were going online looking for a way to stay home with their children like I was or to quit a job, make more money, and that type thing. And so I jumped into the internet knowing absolutely nothing about it. And today I have an international business where the sun never sets on my income, and I run it all from home online with my laptop and my iPhone and Skype, like we're talking. Wow, I really love what I'm hearing about your business and a lot of how it evolved um, early on and how you shared that one so, so well with our listeners um, out there. And also, yeah, you touched upon the defining moment, what got you started with the business, and you also kind of uh, mentioned about what some of uh, the goal for your business. But I would love for you to expound on that because your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry. So I would like for you to share with our listeners, what was that compelling vision that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? You know, um, I once I really discovered the internet, I saw it as a tool that, that, that was going to make the difference for me. It was going to be what allowed me as a stay-at-home mom with two small children. My children were um, kindergarten and preschool when I discovered the internet. And while I was doing okay in my business, I wasn't a big rock star or making gangster income or anything like that. I had replaced my income in, in airline sales and marketing. And I was doing okay, but I just hadn't quite hit that point that I wanted to be. And I was starting to get really frustrated with running around, meeting people in coffee shops and going to to meetings and and doing a lot of things that I didn't feel like were home-based anymore. And I truly wanted a home-based business uh, because I wanted to be there with my kids. And being married to an airline pilot, you know, I didn't want to be doing the zig and zag thing where I was out running around building my business when he was home and I was home while he was out. I didn't, I didn't want that kind of thing. We could have done that if I would have stayed in the corporate world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, that was not intriguing to me. And when I found the internet, I thought, oh my gosh, this is a way that I can literally expand my reach, expand my business outside of my geographic location. And I literally have the ability to touch the lives of hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people you know, who, who are basically all looking for the same thing as me and more than anything to touch those primarily women like me who want to be home with their children, whether they're stay home moms already or working moms or dads too. I mean, I certainly work with plenty of men, 
but you know the w- women are my true passion just because that was my story and my huge desire to be home with my kids so i just really saw that the internet was going to give me a way to really gosh have it all and i know we're, <laughs> i know we're not supposed to say that because there's that myth out there that you can't have it all and you can to some extent i mean certainly it comes with you know uh, getting things set up right and and compromise and this and that and balance which i think we're going to talk about later um, but you know, it really did provide me the way to have it all to kind of have my cake and eat it too. And so my vision to be home with my children and yet build that international business and be able to truly help other people, women, men, whoever, who wanted to do the same thing to be able to help them do that. Yes. And I certainly echo what you said because the internet really revolutionized the way we do business nowadays. So there is really like us in almost zero uh, barrier to building a business these days because of technology. I mean, it is there that we can leverage on and certainly is making a lot of, um, making a difference to other people's lives. So thank you for sharing that one. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners some of your personality traits or three of your top personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can uh, learn from? Yeah, well, I'd love to be able to rattle off something, you know, amazing that I, you know, had these had these qualities or had this focus right away or knew exactly how to start a business. But like many of the people you've interviewed before, probably many people who are listening and most of us out there, I had no clue what I was doing when I got started. I, but I had a big vision and I had a big why. And I think one of the first things that I really developed or, or drew from as a personal quality was a bit of tenacity or maybe stubbornness. You know, in the, in the network marketing and direct sales arena, 90% of people quit. And you know what? It's probably the true whether, true whether you're starting an online business or, or different things like that. I, I don't think the numbers change that much really from profession to profession. It, it, in terms of entrepreneurial endeavors where where you're kind of in charge of things. But, you know, when I looked at those statistics, I thought to myself, I don't want to be a quitter. Like, I don't want to be in that big pool. I want to be in that small minority that actually made it through, you know, because to me, quitting was the easy way. That was the easy way out just to say, oh, I quit and it doesn't work and whatever. But to really dig in my heels and say, I'm going to figure this out no matter what. I'm going to make this work. That's really what I did. So tenacity and stubbornness it would probably be number 1 and then i would have to say a huge commitment to personal development would be number 2 in a personal quality because i don't know what happens to us when we become adults and we stop dreaming and we stop believing in ourselves and stop believing that we can have and do and be anything that we want but for many of us this happens and so um i i had to dig down it and find that belief in myself, that belief that I could do it. And, and I really did that through personal development, through reading, you know, stories and books and articles by other, not just network marketers and direct salespeople, but entrepreneurs in general, because we all share that same journey of, you know, lots of people telling us that we're crazy, that'll never work. Why don't you get a real job? You know, get your head out of the stars, blah, blah, blah. And so personal development really, really helped me look at the stories of others and say, wow, um, I can do this. And that's probably the third, you know, I, I have an, I have an, I can figure this out attitude. I, if, if anybody can do it, I can do it and, and I can figure this out. And so I really learned to eliminate the phrases I can't, and it's too hard from my vocabulary. I just knew that if I kept going, if one person could do it, I could do it too, because I could easily see that it didn't require 
natural born talent. It just required developing some business skills and belief and focus and drive. And so I, I would say that's it. Wow. Tenacity, commitment to personal development, you know, turning the I can to I can do this. Those are huge qualities that shared, I'm, I'm sure, by most entrepreneurs out there and our listeners can learn from as well. So thanks for being generous in sharing those. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. Because as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? You know, I'm going to tell you probably the biggest obstacle and challenge that I had to overcome. And I know that so many women can relate to this. And that is I had to let go of comparing myself to others. I had to let go of looking at somebody who was where I wanted to be and asking why am I not there yet? Or thinking, oh, I'm not as good as they are or anything like that. So I really had to realize that in life, it's easy to look at someone else and think, A, that it's easier for them or, or, or say, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm the same as this. I'm the same as that. Why not me right now or different things like that? But the reality of it is we're all unique and we all have our own set of challenges and we all have our own set of gifts, gifts and talents and things that we have to develop. So I had to let go of comparing myself to others. That was one really big thing. And then I had to develop patience along with that. And I learned about myself that I'm not a patient person. I want it yesterday and I want it the day before yesterday. And so I had to to realize, I had to relax and enjoy the journey. And I, I can remember at first ever hearing that phrase and thinking that was the dumbest thing I had ever heard of. How can you enjoy the journey if you're not there yet? And it really was the day that I kind of relaxed and said, I just need to start having fun with this. And if I just will have fun with this, the rest will fall into place. And then really, um, the other big challenge was getting over the negativity that some people associate with network marketing, which I learned through my own negativity is really just largely a lack of real education about what it is and what it isn't. Because once most people can see on the inside and see the caliber of people behind it, they're so surprised by what they didn't know. And, you know, I just came from speaking at the Association of Network Marketing Professionals event this past weekend, and I was surrounded by attorneys and doctors and dentists and chiropractors and nurses and teachers and stay-home moms and all different people who were just looking for a little more out of life than the corporate grind. And so, you know, that was a big part of it too. But once I got my own belief um, squarely solidified and, and knew which direction I was going, that part was easy. And then, of course, probably the final one is just the technology piece of it, using the internet. But again, like I said before, you know, I, I just I just knew I could figure it out. Wow, I can definitely relate to those challenges that you have shared and I'm sure our listeners as well because, and the big thing is, you know, like what you said about comparing ourselves to others, you know, sometimes we can't help compare ourselves to others and we think that, okay, why am I not there where they are? And be, what, what is I'm doing that it's not getting me there? But you're right. I mean, we all, we, we all have our time. We all are all unique in our own ways and we, we will get there in our own time and in our own, uh, yeah, in our 
our own unique way. So it is sometimes it's not helpful, or I mean, oftentimes it's not helpful if we are just comparing ourselves to others because sometimes it derails us, and instead of inspiring us or motivating us, it can slow us down. So that's really huge to um, be able to deal with that one. But know that it is a challenge that may come your way of being an entrepreneur. And the other one is the patience added. I mean, I totally resonate with you because I'm that person like I want to things I want to get it now and I want to get it done now or I mean even earlier and this instant gratification attitude you know sometimes we really have to be patient and especially be patient with our success you know success is not an overnight thing so we really have to be patient in doing things that lead us to that realization and you then know, it's the- so true the, the thing that's interesting about that that very thought is that um you know, if you if you rush things too much, you miss a big part of what the whole process is. You know, it's it's kind of like that whole cocoon and the butterfly and the caterpillar. You know, if you if you force the caterpillar out of the cocoon and you don't let the caterpillar burst out of the cocoon himself, he doesn't become he can't fly. His wings are you know damaged. So it's kind of the same with our journey in this and. Patience is a big part of it. <laughs> totally true, totally true. Now let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now the challenge with entrepreneurs is really how to click on and click off and maintain that work-life balance, particularly if you have a family. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this? And what are some of the ways you accomplish this, this in the areas of your health and well-being, your family, your business, your relationships, and the community in general? You know, it's such a great question. And I think it's something that everybody struggles with, no matter what you're doing. Here's the thing. I think really and truly, balance is a myth. Most of us, and especially as women, because we like to take on the guilt of the world, especially when we're mothers too, we feel guilty about everything. If, if you're working a job outside of the home, we manage to feel guilt. Guilt that we're not putting 100% into our job and guilt that we're not there with our kids when we feel like they need us to be. Guilt that we didn't get to go on the field trip, whatever it is. Uh, if we go to church, there, we have guilt that we didn't volunteer for this, so we should have raised our hand for that, whatever. You know, and so, and, and part of that is just having balance. So I learned to eliminate the word balance as well as some of those other words, and I prefer the word blend. Um, you know, it's all about blending together what works and what doesn't. And some days, no matter what, no matter how hard you try, you're going to be just a little out of balance. Things are going to feel a little off kilter. You've got a deadline you're working toward. You've got a project. You've got something new you're launching. You've got a new team member to work with, whatever it is. And there, there are times in whatever business that a person's chosen, whatever entrepreneurial endeavor, that things are going to come up and it's going to make you feel out of balance. But entrepreneurs live and think differently. They really do. And one thing that I learned to finally accept about myself is that my free time often is my work time as well. You know, I'd rather play on social media than watch TV. Like it's fun for me to go out on YouTube and watch motivational videos. And then I can take those videos and I can share those in a way out on social media that ultimately are a part of building my business and developing my brand and furthering my message out there. Um, I, I don't mind. I love to get up early in the morning before the sun comes up and I love to get work done. It's totally quiet and I can get so much work done when I'm not distracted, not distracted by anything or any place where I feel like I need to be. 
you know, and then I like staying up late too, working because it's the same thing. People aren't going to be calling there. You know, there, there are no commitments, but then that allows me the ability to be free during the day whenever I want. So, and then, you know, sometimes I like working weekends and then, and having, having that time off during the week, just different things like that. So I learned that entrepreneurs blend and balance things a little differently. And the way we see and measure work is different. I don't measure my work in terms of time and fences that are usually put around employees because employees typically have fences. You know, we're told what time to be where we're told what time to go on break. We're told what time we can go home. We're told what time we can go on vacation. We're dictated to where we can live based on how close the office is and what we can afford. And, you know, it goes around and round. So as an entrepreneur, we don't measure time or work in terms of time and fences. I've learned to measure it in terms of personal satisfaction around the work that I'm doing and the joy that it brings me and how I feel about that. So, you know, I look back and I think, gosh, today my children are uh, 18 and 21. My son was 18 months old when I started. My daughter wasn't born yet. And I look back and I think, you know, there were so many times when I felt like I was on the phone too much, on the computer too much, doing this. But I also was there with my children. I was at their school events. I was home when they were sick. I was there for snow days. I was there to take them on a vacation day just because we could. I've been able to travel with them, take them amazing places. And today, if you ask them, they don't even remember me being on the phone. They don't remember the things that I felt guilty about. And, you know, uh, in a month, my daughter and I are taking a two-week Mediterranean cruise. And I know she'll tell you it's worth it. She'll celebrate her 19th birthday in Central Park. And then she's going to board a flight to Rome. And we're going to cruise the Mediterranean for two weeks. And I promise you, if you were to ask her if there was balance in our family, she would say, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bottom line is actually is having a business of your own that you run affords you that flexibility to do whatever it is that you have to do or that you want to do around that revolves around be your business, your family, your social life. Because when, like what you said, when you are an employee, you don't have that flexibility that, okay, this time I want to go here, next time I want to go there. No, because you are tied in like in, like in a time to be at work. So it's really is about finding that uh, that kind of flexibility to do what to to do those things that, that are meaningful or that are uh, that are your priorities in life, and you know I, I agree with you that. I, I loved uh, I love the word blend versus balance because yeah I mean being an entrepreneur you know sometimes you know the twenty four hours is not enough and and also because we are so passionate with what we're doing that work you know our work is no longer work I mean we don't see this work uh, but like what you said it's really important to find those times that, to enjoy other aspects of life like like find those times so for example with you you wake up early and get things done and then you have the rest of the day to do other things that are important to you. And then you can, you stay up late and doing the other things that you, that business or, or business related or things like that. So it's really all about finding that uh, balance or finding that time that you can do these things that are important to you. And I think that's what matters. Now you touched upon a little bit about success earlier, but I'd like for you to, to expand that because, you know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, I would like to also say that success is a mindset. You know, I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, Yes. 
individually? Probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? You know, that's a great question. And a couple of years ago, I was interviewed by uh, one of my early mentors in the network marketing profession. And he said to me, well, you know, now that you've made it, you've got the big paycheck and blah, blah, blah. What's been the best thing for you? And it, it was, it's not the money. Yeah, the money's great. And it's a means to an end and it can provide wonderful things. And it just makes you more of who you are. So if you're a rotten individual, you'll be more rotten. And if you're a good individual, you'll, you'll be better. Um, but it, it wasn't that. It was truly, it was truly the ability to say, I've made it, I did it, and no one can ever take that from me because paychecks can go away, businesses can crumble, things can happen. You know, we see it. It, it happens all the time, and that's the reality of it. But nobody can ever take away the personal feeling of accomplishment of having done something that very few people actually do. And again, you know, it's not because I had any great skills. It truly is because I had that tenacity and, and that type thing. So, you know, for me, that's a big part of it. And I, I so agree with you. Success is, is the worst thing we can do is measure, measure success by strictly money. And that kind of comes back to that comparing ourselves to others. So often that comparison starts with, oh, look how much money they're making or something like that. But that really isn't success. I, I learned a long time ago in practicing a gratitude uh, practice, you know, every day and really feeling grateful every moment that I possibly can for all that I have. I learned to ask myself every day, do I have enough today? Do I have a roof over my head? Is there gas in my car to get me where I want to go? Do I have food? Do I have the ability to walk down to the beach and, you know, uh, look out over it and just feel blessed and things like that? And, and so I've learned that success to me is being able to look around and say, I have enough for today. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. And I believe it's going to be fabulous. But right now, here today in this moment, I have everything I could possibly need. And that is success. Well said. And you know what the bottom line it is, is that success is, you know, the, when you can say that, wow, I made something, I, I made a difference to someone someone's lives I feel good about what I'm putting out there I feel good about what I'm doing I feel good about what my accomplishments are because you know like what you said the monetary equivalent you know that that like what you said this is that's just a means to it is it is a vehicle that gets the, the you know that can deliver whatever it is that you are aspiring for but that's not uh, really what success, uh, that defines who you are. Is this what what we, if you feel good about what we have done? That's what at the end of the day. We, that's what matters to us. You know, sometimes I I often say that. Wow, what's what does success really mean to me? And it is not those material things because it is how you feel about you, about yourself, and what you're doing out there. So, wow, thank you for sharing your take on that because I'm sure our listeners will really kind of yeah, will learn a lot from what you've just shared. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. Uh, as entrepreneur, you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you were headed at? And if you can boil them to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Yeah, great question. You know, the first would be to make a decision and then a commitment. And you know what? A decision and a commitment is a whole lot different than a wish 
a hope and a desire. It really is. You know, decision and commitment about whatever it is that you're going to do is absolutely critical to your success. And you know, I'm I'm a big fan of your mentor John Lee Dumas and one of the things that I really loved uh, love about him and things that he shared is is like me, he gets up really early in the morning. He's he's disciplined from his military career and all like that. And part of that's making a decision and making that commitment. You know, it's not always easy. Sometimes you think you want to sleep in or whatever, but when you have a commitment to whatever the goal is in front of you, you have to be willing often to sacrifice on the short term to have whatever you want on the long term. It really is so powerful. Then the second thing would be to put your blinders on and get that discipline. Learn to avoid distractions. With the internet and with any kind of online business, you know, there are so many bright, shiny objects and launches going on every day and this, that, and the other thing that you feel like you need to be a part of. Figure out what you're going to do and figure out what the tools and resources are going to be that you need to get you there and then put those blinders on and go to work. And then the third thing, find a mentor, preferably one mentor who has what you want, shares your values and ethics and who will teach you and then plug in and don't ask questions to begin with. Trust the journey, trust their experience. Again, remember I mentioned that they're ethics and their values align, align with yours. I don't mean trust somebody blindly leading you off a cliff, but basically if they've been there, they've done that and they've gone through the pitfalls, they've gone through the hard knocks and all like that and they can pave a way for you that's going to be faster and, and less painful, then dig in and follow that mentor. Wow, huge takeaways there. I mean, make a decision and then commitment and uh, pu- putting the blinders on with all of the, you know, the... W- whatever distractions are there because there are a lot of them and then the other third one you mentioned is find a mentor i mean the first one you said about making a decision and commitment i echo what you said because john dumas of entrepreneur and fire who's my mentor like what you mentioned he really challenged me to, because i am not a morning person i used to work night shift as a nurse so i am a night person so when he challenged me to wake up early in the morning, I it was hard for me in the beginning, but I took up the challenge. I took the challenge and I was waking up 5 a.m. in the morning and, and I was reporting like, okay, I'm, I'm awake, I'm doing this and that. And, you know, that one helped me. And now after a couple of months, it becomes a routine. It's now a habit for me. It's now a ritual for me. And now I don't, I don't wake up with an alarm clock anymore. My body is attuned. So I, it's really a decision and a commitment. You have to do it. And then I'm big on finding a mentor as well. And John Dumas, again, you know, I wouldn't have pulled this through without his help. And it, having a mentor really really shortcuts your learning curve. And I echo what you said to find a mentor for our listeners out there. Find a mentor that has what it is that you want want to achieve or that has walked the talk or, you know, that have the qualities that or or that kind of uh, business or that kind of uh, vision that you have to get you through point A to point B because, you know, there, there, there are a lot of learning curve being a business and if having that mentor really helps you do that so I'm a big big fan of what you've just shared so thank you for being generous in sharing those now what's one resource business resource or a tool or an app that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business you know it's funny there's actually two but they're kind of combined and the first one is my calendar and the second one is my iPhone you know I can run my entire business just about from my iPhone it's amazing what can be done with that little tiny device that becomes like my third arm or my fifth appendage or however you want to, however you want to word it it's like I don't I don't 
I, I don't feel fully um, present unless I have it with me. But I can literally run almost my whole business from my phone, and on it is my calendar. My calendar is such a big part of it because I have a mantra that if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't get done. And my daughter and I like to joke about this, but when she was in high school, uh, she played tennis, and I used to put a reminder in every day of what time I had to pick her up from tennis practice. And it wasn't because I forgot her. Um, it was just because I would get busy doing things and time would escape me. But with that little pop-up on my phone that told me, you know, 15 minutes and you've got to pick her up, <laughs> I, I ended up not leaving her behind. So, yeah, my calendar is huge. Um, I put everything on the calendar and then there's just no no mistaking, no missing. Um, I see my time. I see my work slots, when I'm going to work. And that leaves me plenty of time to see when I'm going to slot in that fun time too. And that's what helps keep that blend and that balance and things. So those two together are, are really my, my top choices. Very helpful to those that you've just shared. And I'm big on putting things on the calendar because that what you said, if it's not on the calendar, oh, it's too easy to just live up and forget about them. So thanks for sharing that. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Yeah, I actually have two. One of them is called Mock 2 with Your Hair on Fire by Richard Brooke. And it's more of a network marketing book, but it's, but it's really not because it's written about vision. And he was the first person that opened my eyes to the difference between being a positive person and a person of vision. And he really does some amazing exercise in it that take you through um, the, the little the, the, uh, movie scenes of our lives that we run through our brains and, and the negative self-talk that we have. So that would be one. And then my second one that's more business oriented, and there are so many. I mean, gosh, I'm leaving out so many. But right now, this is the one that's really at the forefront for me. So that's the one I'm going to share. And that's uh, Brendan uh, Bouchard's The Millionaire Messenger. Really love that book. It really breaks it down. If you really want to develop a, a business of your own and become an entrepreneur, that book is really, really um, the gospel, if you will, on putting it all together. I love those two books as well. I have those. And yeah, I agree with you. Those are great references, great resource for our listeners out there. Now, Jackie, in my mind, you are a superhero. Or shall I say superheroine? Because you have done this, you have done that. But you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you were a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but someone that you admire and look up to. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I had to think about this one a lot because I, I'm not the cartoon type. I don't. So, so a cartoon superhero type person, I'd have to think. The only one I could come up with was Wonder Woman, and I'm sure a million people have said that, and we all think we're Wonder Woman anyway. But you know, a person that came to mind for me who I really admire, which is so funny because I'm not a big Hollywood follower, but that would be Meryl Streep, the actress Meryl Streep. And one of the things that I really love about her is that she is so talented, so accomplished, and yet she's so real. Like she she stays outside of all the Hollywood junk that goes on. She's been married to the same man for years. She doesn't try to pretend to be anybody she's not unless she's acting on the screen. I mean, she just really sets a really good pace for living your life on your own terms, following your passion and building your skills and your craft to an art form and, you know, not letting the outside influences of whatever career path you're in uh, get you down, reflect on you negatively, and, and you know don't don't follow the the herd crowd in that way. So I, I'm sure that one's kind of out out of the out of the ordinary. But she's just someone who I've always really admired for her ability to um, manage herself and manage an amazing successful career that inspires so many people through her movies, uh, but also live a, a great life with a family and and keep her privacy. 
Yes, and you know, it's interesting because one of our guests, previous guests, also um, said that one about Meryl Streep uh, as, as her one of her superheroes. Yes, and that's exactly for the same reason as you've just shared, her authenticity, you know, her t- she's very talented, but yet so humble and so low profile, despite her status. And yeah, so wow, I, I really, and you know what, you see her on TV, but when you get to know who, who they are and who they represent and what what they what sim what they sim was other I'm looking for the word you know what they represent up on their not only their, in their roles as a celebrity but their actual life you know they are really role models out there so wow lots of great superheroes and I I certainly admire what she does as well now tell our listeners where they can connect with you and kind of watch how you grow and succeeding more so that they can serve as an example for our own efforts and so we all can be more than we are today. Absolutely. Well, my website's pretty self-explanatory. It's just JackieAlmer.com, and it's U-L-M-E-R. And you can go there. You can sign up for my Profit in Your PJs, Eight Easy Steps to Create the Online Business of Your Dreams, my report there. And my podcast is hosted there as well as on iTunes, but you can certainly access it there. And you can definitely watch the journey as I blog there and share, share what I've learned and am learning along the way. Absolutely. And for our listeners out there, for all of these uh, resources and the links mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com. All you have to do is just type in the name Jackie Ulmer on the search bar and it will find it for you. So for our our listeners out there who are driving while you're listening to this one, I'm going to have all these links on our show notes as well. But the link again is JackieUlmer.com and make sure to sign up for her her um, free report, which is Profit on Your PJs. Love what's on that book. So you bet, um, go there on JackieWilmer.com and sign up for that. Make sure not to miss that. All right, Jackie, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciates and honors you for making our world a better place. And we wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you, Maria. It was a privilege to be here with your listeners. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.